This episode of the podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Late summer 2022, One Teen Unity, Volume 3, Not One Truth, Hellbound, Never Again, C4, Chemical Fix, Search for Purpose, Stiff Meds, Fool's Game, Contention, Buried Alive, Live It Down, Gridiron, Adrian, Broken Vow, Nothing But Enemies, Submit, Killing Me, and Wreckage. You know the deal. Volumes 1 and 2 are amazing. Number 3 won't be any different. So please look forward to that. Late summer 2022. Shout out to all the bands on the comp. It's going to be amazing. For anyone who's not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button and stay up to date on all the current news. And if you're not listening to the From Within Records podcast, please go boot up your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and click that subscribe button to stay up to date on all their current episodes. They just dropped episode 6.5. Shout out Dylan, Jake, and Carter. Awesome group of guys. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. For anyone who's looking for high-quality merch, please hit them up. Go follow them on Instagram, Good Fortune Printing. And you can email them, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com to hit them up for all your high-quality merch needs. They do amazing work. They did all my collab shirts. And going forward, they will do every collab shirt that I do. And I'm very excited to have a working relationship with them. So shout out Good Fortune Printing from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. On today's episode, we had to track down Dylan. He plays in Deal With God, Standalone. He's someone who I admire, uh, him and his group of friends. They are doing a lot to keep the Syracuse hardcore scene alive. It was a great pleasure for me to be able to sit down and talk with him about his role in the scene and the bands that he participates in. And it was just a great conversation. It's uh, something that I love when I look at him and what his friends have done. Their scene was in trouble, right? There was a lull. They could have easily just faded away, went to some other scene, something that was already popping and just gave up on what they had at home. But thanks to Lucas Reed, they didn't, and they're breathing new life into the Syracuse, excuse me, the Syracuse hardcore scene, and it's a pleasure to watch. I enjoy a lot of bands from that area, and I'm very happy to see them grow and get cool shit going on in their area. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to Standalone or Deal With God, hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube whatever and listen to their music come back here and enjoy uh dylan and i talking about anxious for a really long time one of our favorite bands shout out anxious and it it was seriously so fun for me i uh these conversations um, always just remind me of how lucky i am to be able to do what i do because i walk away with new perspective so strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Dylan Wainwright to the show. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Dylan. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing, man? Doing all right. I just uh, got to publicly say thank you for working with my schedule. Uh, I'm happy to have you here today. So thank you for being down. Yeah, definitely. I um, when you said like, oh, I'm on the other side of town. Like, I keep forgetting that like you're you're based out in California, right? Yes. I keep forgetting like California is like something that would normally be like 20 like 20 minutes most mostly like 12 minutes up here would be like if you were just to go to like i don't know i I feel like it's more of an excursion just to go to like a grocery store or something over there like with traffic and like with distance because it's just so big over there like i've only ever been to california once Mm -hmm. and it was like complete culture shock for me that's crazy. Uh, and I'm curious, when did you come out to California and why did you come to California? Oh, it was just, it was a family trip. It was like, mm-hmm. we went to like LA and then we went to San Francisco. Um, my sister actually lives in California. She lives in San Diego. I have yet to actually visit her there uh, just because life is crazy, but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully I can make it out there soon. I was just in San Diego for a hardcore show and that was pretty strange if i'm being honest i I went out with my friends who play in a band called take it to heart uh they're the best orange county band going on right now and they had a gig at this uh records shop and it was just uh pretty interesting i I posted some videos but it was uh fun to be able to hang out with them but i hadn't been to san diego in a minute I, i i used to go down there like a lot more than i had realized but when we were driving down there, I, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, damn, I hadn't been here in, it felt like years if I'm being honest, but I I've never been to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard, it's like, it's, isn't it like, su- it's like really close to the border of Mexico, right? Like it's like super South California, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. It's super close to the border. But yeah, my sister always says that she has like a good time and whatnot. I think she did go to, I don't know if she did go to Mexico or not while she was down there, but yeah, no, I hear it's, it's really nice. It, the weather's probably a lot better than how it is here, even though it's like 60 degrees for once in Syracuse. So that, that sounds nice. To be honest, we just kind of went through this weird heat wave and it, it just cooled off. We're like back to like, um, like 70 degrees, which is like perfect weather out here for us. Right. Yeah. No, it's been like, in Syracuse, like the thing about Syracuse that's so weird is that like it's, you know, you'll get a 50 degree day and then like a 20 degree day back to back. Mm-hmm. And like it, it sucks with like COVID and stuff because you, you're always like, oh, shit, do I have COVID or is it just like the drastic, you know, change in weather just because like it, like yesterday was hailing and today mm-hmm. it's like 60 degrees. It's like it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's interesting because living out here, like, I I barely pay attention to the weather. Uh, I feel like the only time I, I ever pay attention to the weather app is when I'm like traveling. I'm like when I'm curious, yeah. like oh, like what's it gonna be like, and like how should I dress, you know, for that occasion. But I, I'm curious for you to to have such drastic days. Is that something that's like you know pretty common for you, like to have to you know study the weather app and be prepared for like the the coming days? Oh, absolutely. Especially like when it comes to like doing stuff like it, it it's not as common like a snowstorm maybe but there w- was like one time that like we 
like there are actually two times where like deal with God has pl- had to play like during a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. One time was in Rochester and the other time was in Albany. And like, I mean, we'll, I'll probably talk about those shows like as we continue with the interview, but like, yeah, there, there are moments where it's just like, you know, it, there have been situations where like, you know, weather in upstate New York has like an effect. I mean, like, we don't like when i grew up i didn't really get snow days that often because like you know we are so used to the weather just being absolutely like asinine um meanwhile like if you go down south like closer like i guess dc they had like a couple inches of snow and they had shut down the whole city so it's like we're so used to like the weather just being terrible that we'll just like go through like i've driven in so many whiteout conditions like actually the first time i ever drove when i had my permit was in like whiteout conditions which was a very uh interesting first first runaround but uh yeah no it's it, you, you, I always say that you're a sociopath if you live in upstate New York and you don't have like a parka at least. Mm. Like it's it gets cold. That's wild. Um, I I can't imagine having uh you know your first time driving and you're in that wide out situation. But I I, I guess it's good too because it's like sink or swim. You figure it oh, out. Yeah. I'm like the king of driving in the snow, and like mm-hmm. everyone hates my driving, but like for some reason. Like when I'm either driving, like actually in this, like in a city, like if I go down to New York city and I'm like, I'm in the city or if I'm driving like in the snow, that's when I'm weirdly good at driving. And like on the throughway, I'm like the worst driver. <laughs> I'm like driving like a grandma pretty much. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, we, me and some friends were on a road trip to Denver, Colorado. And I think we we're like in Utah or something. And it was my turn to drive. And I'm like, all right, like let, let's run it. I'd never done this before. It was like it was like we're we're dealing with like sleet, uh, which I had right. never like experienced before. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm from like the desert. I've never seen this before. <laughs> and I remember we hit black ice, and I Ooh. yeah, and I almost crashed. And and my like one of my buddies uh, that was there, he had experience with dealing with that, so he was like, yeah, he's like, you probably are gonna kill us. So like, let's switch back. And I was completely yeah. fine with that because I was like, yeah, I was like, I want to live to make it to Denver to you know um, see our friends. I I don't want to be the one to kill all of us. So oh yeah, that, yeah, that, that's <laughs> definitely a, a safe safe uh, safe decision. <laughs> yeah, and you know I had never experienced that. I didn't know what black ice was until like I was like dealing with it like on the spot, and, and my buddy. And I was kind of frustrated. I'm like, why? He, there was like no warning of black eyes. It was just kind of like, oh, right, here we are. We're, we might die. And luckily, yeah. luckily, I was able to, you know, get us through just like that short bit. But I was, yeah, I, I was happy to get off the road because it was like, I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And uh, we should probably mention that you play in, in, in a couple of bands, uh, you know, for people who are listening at, at this point who may not be familiar with who you are. Can you just give a quick breakdown of like what bands you play in and what you do? Yeah. Okay. So I currently the main active bands that I'm playing uh, right now is Deal With God and Standalone. Um, I also sing in a band called The Thrill, but The Thrill is kind of not really active right now. Um, just because we're all doing other stuff, obviously. And, uh, you know, just we'll play a show here or there. I mean, we just played with military gun not too long ago, but it's mainly just like a fun band at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're all trying to like focus on like 
other stuff like Lucas is uh, focusing on Flickr and me and him are focusing on standalone too. I'm focusing on deal with God and David who played in the thrill, like the, he's the latest drummer of the thrill also plays in deal with God. So uh, we're just kind of like, you know, doing our own things right now that are like, you know, not to say that like the thrill isn't like a, you know, priority, but like it's, it's, it's on the back burner just for like when we want to play a show, but for the most part, we're pretty busy with other stuff. So, um, but yeah, mainly, uh, standalone, I play guitar and standalone. Um, and I do vocals and deal with God. Um, and I, I played in a bunch of other bands, but like right now, like those are the two main things that I'm, 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 I'm putting all my energy in. And I have to ask about Lucas, uh, <laughs> you know, a nice guy, uh, you know, to talk to him before, uh, we were, yeah. we were friends on Instagram, but then he got kind of, oh, no. <laughs> he got caught in, in a situation and, uh, I haven't, uh, seen, uh, his imposter or even heard of a, a new account for him. Uh, oh. Lucas, his Instagram got hacked and yeah, there was like this Bitcoin scam. Hopefully none of you fell for it. Oh no, but, no. Uh, oh, but I, I'm just curious. This and, like, he's going to hear this and immediately turn it off. Oh man. I'm he's sorry. So Lucas. Sick of hearing it. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm just no. curious. I, I just hope he's doing well. Cause I, I, you know, the, going through something like that must suck. Right. Cause it's kind of embarrassing. You know, a lot of people who uh, are your friends probably think you're a weirdo right. then come to realize it's not even you, but I just hope that he was you know, able to get through it and doing okay. Like I said, I just haven't heard from him. So I'm just curious if he's doing okay yeah no he's he he's it sucks but he's also like he hates social media mm -hmm. so like it's kind of a blood to him he said it was a blessing in disguise he wants like everyone to report the account and like get it taken off but you know how instagram works is you know they don't really take care of that stuff as fast but yeah no he got he i so what happened was he had uh i think from what he told me, this is what I remember. He had a, a skate Instagram that he had a long time ago, or that was attached to a different email or something, mm -hmm. or it, I, I can't remember. And they got in through that or the email from that. And like, it was such an old email that like, he didn't even know the password for it, etc. And he, yeah, it pretty much like they got in into his Instagram, uh, because of like, you know, like they prey on like followers and you know, all that stuff. And like mm -hmm. him being, you know, active in skateboarding and in like the hardcore scene up here, like he knows a lot of people, therefore he follows and has a lot of people following him. So like, you know, obviously they nabbed his account and he isn't really, he wasn't really active on social media bef before that. He kind of was like trying to take a break just cause you know, this is probably the smart thing to do when like everything the past few years was bad shit insane. So yeah, no, he, he got, he got got by the, the, the Bitcoin scammers, but mm -hmm. yeah, you know, uh, luckily no one's fall, fallen for it, but mm -hmm. I've had people like at my job that he knows, like walk up to me and be like, yo, uh, so Lucas messaged me the other day and he was like, you know, asking me about like investing in Bitcoin and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> so yeah, Lucas got hacked. Mm. But if anyone sees his account, please, please, uh, please report it. <laughs> Cause he can't get it back. Like legitimately 
he tried getting it back mm-hmm. by doing the whole like send a photo of yourself and they even said oh this doesn't look like the user so like he can't get it back at all but he you he he runs the syracuse hardcore page mm-hmm. so like i guess if you want to get in contact with him go through there um but yeah that's wild yeah i, I remember when i got a dm i was actually pleasantly surprised oh lucas is reaching out that, that that's awesome because you know I, I can't keep in touch with like everybody all the time so when someone um you know who i haven't spoken to in a while um, reaches out I, I get a little bit excited to see you know like, right. I, I get to see how they're doing and <laughs> come to find out it was like some scam and was it did he go do, do the whole yo cuz like no it, it was, it was a, in chicago <laughs> or something like that it, it just said a, it was a simple hey to start so i'm like okay this is like this sounds like believable but then when it like went to like the whole spiel i was like okay like this is not real but let me just go along with it so i went back and forth with them for like weeks talking about bitcoin and um it, it was funny. I wasn't going to send them any money, obviously, okay, but, yeah. uh, but it, it was just pretty whack. It, that yeah, sucks. Everyone, everyone's been sending me screenshots of like them, like fucking with the bot, like mm-hmm. just saying the most ridiculous shit. Like I, I can't even remember, like think of one off the top of my head, but yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I feel so bad. Cause like if that happened to me, I'd flip the fuck out and have a insane, like, episode because like mm-hmm. i'm i'm crazy so like if that shit happened to me i would be fuming at the mouth but i know. i had texted ron i was like yo i was like i cash had uh, lucas a thousand dollars i haven't uh, seen my my return can you help me out and ron like, no. ron was freaking out he's like please tell me you're joking and i was like i'm, I'm just kidding uh, but i was like just, you know <laughs> i hope he's doing well but it, yeah, it sucks. For anybody listening, go secure your shit. Go update your email, your phone numbers. The the, the apps ask you occasionally for a reason. Uh, yeah, don't lose your shit to scammers. And if you do, yeah. um, hopefully you you can get it back. But okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm at least I'm happy to hear he's doing well and he's not like completely gone. He's still you know yeah. out there with the Syracuse page. So look yeah, at no, this. That's, that's safe. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, yeah. if that got got, we'd be in. A, a pickle so <laughs> okay and you know i didn't realize you played in standalone because now i'm like you know running through like you know all these things in my head and uh, i got to see standalone for the first time it uh, still won't break in wilkesbury right yes that show I, th- I met you at that show i think i think ron introduced us mm-hmm. in passing i was like all over the place I, I was like super sick that day too like wasn't covid but like are you sure like i said about like the the getting sick from the the change in temperature Mm -hmm. like going from roanoke to new to long island to new york city to to connecticut to wilkes-barre and wilkes-barre was raining i was like sick as a fucker like i was just not not in the the healthiest uh form that day but i do remember um meeting you in passing through ron um and being like hey this is the guy who does the pa- podcast and whatnot because i just had recently like listened to uh because you did one with lucas and with ron mm-hmm. and then recently you did one with evan and ron mm-hmm. so there's that connection there too yeah yeah shout out ron that was actually my first time meeting him in person and that was after like years of like you know, being friends with him on the internet and him coming on the Ooh. podcast multiple times. So that was a fun time. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool show. It was definitely, um, 
the first day was definitely a little more dead i didn't go to the second day but i saw the like videos from the second day mm -hmm. and like people who went there like first day was a little like slow start especially since like last second everything had to like get jumbled together because mm -hmm. i can't remember like i think some band was late or whatnot and uh we ended up playing first and it was like so early and um yeah and, and my voice like the, that thrill set was rough because my voice was blown out so i sound tried to not sound like a pterodactyl that whole time <laughs> yeah i i think i'm not sure what the the issue was but yeah like like friday felt like a pre-show type deal right because yeah like right. the, the the attendance wasn't like quite there but then for some reason the second day um obviously there was like way more bands on the second day but just it just felt like a lot more people showed out for the second day and yeah it was it was definitely one of those cases where it was also like like it was sandwiched between two like like that was just like our our little run in general also kind of like suffered because of it like sandwiched between two like big record release shows the fight record release and the pain and truth record release mm -hmm. and on top of that like all the bands that played like when still one break was like first announced it was like before the floodgates were like officially open so yeah. it was like a bunch of regional bands playing in a like a fest kind of like roster but then when the floodgates opened all of those bands simultaneously played the east coast all over the place so it was like by that point people probably already saw most of the bands that played so it was like it, it was like one of those situations where it was like it could have been bigger if there was less stuff happening all over the place mm -hmm. which honestly like hindsight 2020 like it's kind of a good problem to have if there's a lot of shows happening uh which means that there's like energy and people want to do it but simultaneously people get pretty burnt out um especially at that point when like there's so much going on i'm just curious for the announcement for the next one yeah yeah which i will be at shout out wilkesbury shout out nate yeah. it, was, it was a good time I, I was uh you know fortunate enough to have like got to meet a lot of people for the first time there because even though like i've been doing this for so long like a good chunk of it was during like the quarantine the right. new pandemic era stuff and uh still i i you know have yet to meet some of the guests that have been on here so going out to something like that um it was like a like a cool like you know like, like right. gathering of people that all have been on my podcast just by chance i'm like this is this is fun for me yeah it, it probably feels like going to like a foreign country and meeting like internet friends or something like that that like i don't know that's like the closest thing i can like think like relate it to mm -hmm. um because like i also feel like there was it, it's it's weird seeing bands that came up during the pandemic too because it, it's kind of a similar feeling where it's like you listen to this like demo or ep multiple times but we're never like for like pretty much a whole year weren't able to see that band and then when you finally see it and you're like oh like it's just like a weird feeling where it's like you feel like you've seen this band a thousand times but like you really haven't they really didn't exist you know what i mean for the most in the physical form mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like at still won't break uh that was uh pain of truth's like first out-of-state show i think like their third show and 
it was crazy. P- people were going off, and uh, and at that point, I'd listened to uh, their record like hit so many times, and I was just like, man, how like how is this like only their third show? But it, you know, they've been spinning that record since like 2020, so uh, right. it, it was cool to finally get to see like a lot of those bands for the first time. Yeah, that's how I felt seeing like Sentinel. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I, I was really big on that demo when it came out, and it was like cool to see this like pretty much pandemic band or like project or whatever like i actually a lot of the bands i i saw that day like i have i've never seen gag before Mm -hmm. i haven't seen mad before um trying to think of who else played um my memory is a little blurry from that day just Mm -hmm. because it was like the peak of me being like super sick and it was like the last day of the run so like my body was completely like broken by that point um just because like it was like even though it was only like a four-day run it was like my first time ever actually like not only playing like i mean aside from like one show in wilkes-barre but like playing out of state and like traveling so it was like very interesting to like you know do that like Mm -hmm. it was very interesting to like experience that for the first time uh and like kind of work out the kinks uh because i definitely uh would do certain things differently next next time around yeah and uh, i'm just curious uh, for you you mentioned you got sick is like th- your like immune system like you know like weak is that normal or is that just like some off chance because you're hitting all these different climates oh it was that mixed with like i bl- so i <laughs> so uh i'm in a, a group chat with uh spat and lucas uh colin and uh dan k from uh black ss uh and he's you know he's our like older friend so he's like always the one who's like kind of like giving us advice but in a more like facetious kind of like asshole dad way Mm -hmm. uh and he was like hey guys don't blow your voice out day one and i said to him thanks dad and he's like all right like don't say I didn't warn you. And literally the first day we played Roanoke and my like literally like destroyed my voice that day. And then the next day, like I sounded like Mickey Mouse, like it was completely destroyed. So that plus the climate plus just being on the road, like eating shitty food, like drinking energy drinks, like it's water, like just not treating personally not training my own body that well uh definitely contributed to it that's what i think about every time i down a red bull i'm like i don't need this i'm just like loving it's like it's part of my routine i'm like all right it's yeah it's it's, uh two in the morning um awake at work will this red bull help let's check it out yeah (laughs) i we're we're all big on energy drinks our uh, deal with god's guitar player uh sam we call him slangly he uh literally eats sardines in ribbit energy and that's like his diet he's Uh a fucking maniac like he'll like he used to crack open like a like a ribbit energy drink at like we would be hanging out at like 8 p.m and he'd crack it open. I'm like, you're a fucking psycho, dude. Like, what is your problem? Like his insides, like he's a very skinny guy. Like he's not like, you know, like 
you know, the, the sugar intake for some reason hasn't, you know, made him like a, like a, a, a bigger guy. So I'm like, dude, you're like really thin, but your insides must be like melting. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he doesn't do that anymore. Thank God. Like mm-hmm. he usually mm-hmm. sticks to uh, morning energy drinks, but yeah, he's, he's a maniac with those. Okay. And, uh, just want to ask about standalone. I, I really enjoyed whatever it takes. And I'm, I'm just curious, are you guys working on anything new or are you guys just you know, chilling with that band for now? Yeah. Um, so standalone actually has a whole EP written. Um, so just kind of like the timeline of events with standalone is so standalone kind of like we're part of like the new wave of standalone, like me, Lucas and Colin Flynn. Cause the original lineup was in Buffalo. Uh-huh. Um, cause it was like Mason and Nick who were in violent way. Now, um, they were the, like them, Ron spat was the original lineup on the demo. Uh, and then we like kind of like switch. So it becomes more of a Buffalo band into a Syracuse band. And, um, Ron already had that EP written. So we're not like the EP is just Ron and spat. Um, whatever it takes is just Ron and spat. And we had some like input on the Tucson promo, which we kind of like, we already had demos written or not written. We had demos recorded of all Ron. Mm-hmm. And then we did the Tucson promo, which is like us um it was like me ron and spat i think and then just because of time and whatnot and like not all of us knew the new songs in time they just recorded the the e like whatever it takes by themselves so this new ep is like the first ep that has all of us involved so like it's definitely like the 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 most like conjoined efforts from all parties like we wrote all these songs like in the practice space because it's it's hard to get like it's hard for ron to get over here especially now since like gas prices are like insane mm-hmm. um because he's out in buffalo that's like two and a half hours away from syracuse so ron when he's here we make the most of it so like pretty much we've been writing a song every single practice so we have about a couple songs. I can't really think off the top of my head. Um, Lucas will send like uh, an audio message in our group chat of like a main outline. And then we all kind of like add our own flair to it and tweak it and like add parts to it and take parts out and really like workshop it and hunker it down. Um, and also, so we are able to play it with our own style because like, Lucas will write it on guitar, but he play, plays bass in standalone. So, which is like fine with me. Cause like, if he has the energy to write all the songs, that's awesome. Cause like my brain, like I, I love writing music, but like, I'm definitely a more like methodical, you know, I can't just like, I don't play guitar by myself as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lucas, who's playing his guitar all the time, like he'll just, he can write a whole fucking like LPs worth of music if he really wanted to, you know what I mean? Um, so pretty much it's just been, Lucas will send something, we tweak it. Um, I kind of rewrite some parts to fit my guitar playing style. 
um Conflin will add his stuff actually one song he wrote um we played it in buffalo not too long ago um but mainly we're just like the, the the main flow is like trying to add all the elements of our own like playing style and writing style into this release it's gonna sound a lot more like straightforward hardcore like lucas is really big on like boston hardcore i mean i i am too like i love all that stuff like um and we mainly want to like mix new york hardcore and like kind of youth crew stuff together and really just like hunker down and like write like a fucking powerful hardcore record um because like when we joined like we like ron, ron is more into like metallic stuff so like whatever it takes there's a lot more like you know like uh i don't want to say strife influence but a lot of like like 90s victory in influence in there mm -hmm. um and not saying that like that stuff is like bad or whatever it's just like we like this is like this next release is like ron and us like kind of combining our influences together to make something that's like that's us pretty much you know what i mean so there's like a lot of groove there's a lot of power to it there's a lot of like when it's fast it's fast when it's powerful it's powerful like all around like we just want to play in like a hardcore band no frills just a straight edge hardcore band um because there's like everyone has like kind of like a, i guess like you could say like a gimmick to their sound and like people just like you know especially like with straight edge bands like no diss but a lot of people want to like emulate a specific era of like straight edge hardcore um but we're just like we just are all into hardcore and we just so happen to be straight edge so we're just like we just want to play straightforward straight edge hardcore you know what i mean and I, I hope people like the new ep once we finally like get down and record it and like we definitely want to like see where it goes because like there's been so much so much changing in standalone so we got to kind of like you know light the fire again and like have a little bit more momentum this time um ron already probably said it in like the last podcast you did with them or some some someone did probably but like um we drop whatever it takes at like the worst possible time during the pandemic mm -hmm. um because like obviously all like the blm protests were happening so we just kind of delayed it and then when it came out there was like we you know we couldn't promote it you know what i mean so we're really once we have this finalized we're gonna go fucking hard with it and definitely like try to do as much as we can with it and do you have solid plans on when you want to hit the studio and go record the ep or is it all still just kind of like um you know in motion um i think it's just kind of in motion right now like we're still we still have to like figure out our schedules and whatnot and like really like kind of like fine-tune the songs but as soon as we're good to like as soon as we're good we want to hit the studio as soon as possible um and just get this done maybe like at least do demos soon mm -hmm. um just to kind of like figure it out because like it's done spat's got lyrics written we got the songs written and everything like it's really like i would say 75 to 80 percent finished um in terms of like 
timeline to finish it. But we don't have anything else planned, though. We don't have any shows planned. We don't have any, like, you know, any events planned. Um, so we're really just kind of, like, because, like, Ron's focused on, like, Final Deck at the moment. And obviously, like, I'm focused on Deal With God. But once, like, we have some time to, like, sit down, we can, like, kind of compartmentalize our focuses. Mm-hmm. Um but it, 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 like I said, it's hard because like Ron lives in Buffalo and like the travel can get expensive. But you know, once like I said, when we when we get together, like we make the most of it and make sure that like we get like a good amount of shit done. So yeah, well, I'm happy to hear that you guys are you know taking this next release, you know, um, you're really serious and you guys are all working on it together and that it's coming because uh, you know it, it's been a couple years since the last release and i was just uh, you know just curious about what was going on with that band but yeah right it, it's cool to hear that you guys are working on stuff because i we i still I, exist we still yeah. exist we're still doing shit just you know <laughs> yeah i was you know i'm glad because i i didn't well, excuse me i didn't want you guys to be one of those bands that like you know fell victim to the pandemic or just got you know or, or figured you know all right that's just gone kind of stale like let's start something new i'm, I'm happy right. that you guys are still you know doing stuff with that because i i really enjoyed that last release and i i love that uh, you know style that you guys are doing so I'm, I'm really curious to hear the new stuff that you guys are putting out right yeah i'm i'm excited to finally do it like like i said like i hope people really enjoy it there's a there's something for everyone on it it's definitely like if you like hardcore you'll like it like that's just like the mindset that we have is that we're just a hardcore band you know mm-hmm. what i mean a straight edge hardcore band so um and definitely like with the lyrical content like spat spat can speak about it more obviously but like definitely want to take a route that's a little bit more positive not in like a posy posy kind of way like not mm-hmm. like good clean fun or whatever but like definitely a more like positive approach to straight edge um just because like obviously like we all love like super ignorant like negative straight edge hardcore but like in the place that syracuse is right now where there's like a lot of younger kids coming through um that might not really know what straight edge is or like have heard stories about syracuse being this very like toxic environment with like straight edge like oh you'll get beat up which is like not wasn't even really that true in the 90s but it was like the the lore and the stories that people said uh we definitely want to do something that's you know i would rather a kid listen to our band and like want to be straight edge for their own personal you know growth and development rather than like be straight edge just for a label or for like a superiority complex you know what i mean Mm -hmm. just like because uh, like that's what it was for me is that it was like a, uh, something that got me through my life and like taught me more than just like what it is to be straight edge but also you know i apply that ideology to everything else i do like just hold like holding yourself accountable and having like your own set of like ideas and morals so like even if you're not straight edge like taking what like spat has to say on the new record, like in applying it to anything, just it has to do with like convictions and like your own, you know, life philosophy uh, and holding true to that and just like being open for like growth and, and like just like a, a positive reinforcement of your own beliefs pretty much. 
So, yeah, I, I like, like I said, like Syracuse right now has a lot of young people and like, you know, we, if we're going to be a straight edge band, we want to be a straight edge band that like makes an impact on the, like this younger generation of like kids coming to shows that like need that, you know what I mean? hundred percent. I, I just met this guy. Uh, maybe I shouldn't out him, uh, but <laughs> he like recently just like claimed straight edge and made me feel old I was, like, <laughs> I was like damn you're just now getting in but we're getting a young kid so that, you know it's fine i'm not like you know being a bully or whatever but right it, it just like made me feel old I, but like in my mind i'm like oh cool like you know like welcome to the team uh you know and yeah, welcome I, you're gonna have no friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna have uh, girls ask you like, how do you have fun uh or dumb shit like that but it, it kind of put like in perspective like i've been straight edge since 2002 and i'm like oh my god has it really yeah i'm like has it really been that long and i just kind of like like took like a step back and just thought about it i'm like holy shit like it really has been that long and you know when i first claimed straight edge i didn't like ever think about uh you know turning my back on it just because at that point in my life i i I, you know i I didn't have any friends i was just trying to figure i was like a i was like 14 13 14 trying to figure out if i'm gonna just be alone with no friends or i'm gonna you know have to figure it out and find my own friends right and you know discovering bands like throwdown and being like what like these like crazy guys are uh you know not into uh drinking or smoking just like me uh you know i just that was just stuff that i didn't uh agree with or want to do like in my life um and i just yeah. knew that i was never going to be down for that and like you know just discovering that there was like this community of people that like you know had a similar mindset I, obviously like we all don't think the same but just like those core values just like meant a lot to me and to to know that i didn't have to you know succumb to the pressure of doing shit that i didn't want to do just to you know fit in or to, to make friends i was like this is something that i want to like invest you know in for people that are going to like me for these you know not so normal qualities um you know exactly. in myself so yeah I, i'm definitely um you know still straight edge um uh, and I, i'll never not be straight edge it's like you know it's something that i'll take with me to my grave yeah and i mean and i mean like it, what's really cool is that like you know Sy- syracuse is known for its straight edge scene you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. known because of like earth crisis another victim even like the promise and whatnot so it's like it's known for nor known more for straight edge than it is like veganism or whatever which like that's you know I wouldn't, there's not really that strong of a vegan presence in the scene right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's important. It's important to like have those set of values, whether it's, you know, being straight edge or your own political values or your own beliefs or whatnot. Um, I, I will say like, I just want, you know, for standalone, I want people to like feel comfortable that like straight edge a straight edge is like a commitment but at the same time like you can take aspects that aren't necessarily have to do with like straight edge but like just your own self-improvement whether it's like you know treating your body better like or or doing things in your you know professional like work life or whatever that like helps you get to the next step and like overcoming certain like boundaries like you think of a band like trail lies which was like the last wave of like us of the, the previous generation of like syracuse hardcore um i mean like yeah they're like the nike t-shirt slogan band but like what 
Tom Dom says like, like the message that he wanted to bring was just like self-improvement and like being able to overcome certain obstacles. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like, yes, like he had like some very like catchy one-liners and whatever, but like there was like an actual like meaning and message behind it, even with like the zine that they did for their, their record talking about like interviewing like their friends talking about like overcoming a, a, a very difficult situation in their life. So like, I think at the end of the day, like the main lesson from like Syracuse hardcore is just like, like be a better version of yourself and like consistently do things not only to improve your community, but to improve yourself too, which is like what you're kind of seeing in our scene right now where we're like really hunkering down because no one else is going to do it. You know, we're really like, we're booking shows, we're playing in bands and we're like creating an environment that will, you know, we want kids to do the same. We want kids to like, you know, come and feel like they can be a part of this community and that, you know, they can, they, we just want to like be a better influence than like, you know, previous generations of hardcore, not saying not like a dig or anything mm. to like previous generations, but like, you know, Syracuse hardcore has some like stigmas to it. Um, and we're trying to kind of just like show them that it's, it's different now it's different. And hopefully it's in a, it, it's heading to a better spot. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, pretty much that's the main, uh, goal for standalone uh and the main message of standalone uh, as elongated as i made it <laughs> yeah that's awesome i'm i'm happy um you went in depth with that uh, you mentioned trail of lies what's it like being from syracuse and having like one of the biggest bands in hardcore you know they took the whole scene by storm doing stuff like worldwide australia japan and then just like it what seems like an instant they just disappeared and granted like I, i'm friends with tom harris i love tom harris great guy i love Mark yeah Fox. yeah i i'll i'll never say anything bad about that guy because he, he's just a genuinely like good dude and i, I don't know uh, the other members of the band he's the, just the one person that i knew but yeah. um for for you being from there like what's it like to just have it all just kind of disappear and granted they, they never really like made announcement hey like we're broken up who knows they might come back uh yeah. i don't know what they're doing uh, to 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 be honest but i i'm just curious uh, you know for you being from you know, the actual syracuse scene like what's that like and um you know was it like a downer for the the locals it was actually kind of a weird situation so um I'll just say first and foremost, I'm actually originally from Rochester, New York, mm -hmm. which is in between Buffalo and Syracuse. Um, but I moved to Syracuse in like 2018, but I started hanging around 2016 when I met Spat. Mm -hmm. um, and then I met my girlfriend in 2017 and just always was hanging around Syracuse. So then I officially moved in 2018. I've been here ever since. So I have more attachment to Syracuse now than I do Rochester just because I've been here longer. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I did like when I was in Syracuse was pretty much like the time for trail lies when they came back. Cause originally it was like a demo band that mm -hmm. uh, Tom Dom did um, when he wasn't doing like naysay or whatever. But um, I don't know. I think it's just like, uh, it's one of those situations where I can't speak on most of it because I wasn't directly involved 
just because like I wasn't in that band and I was still like not entirely active in Syracuse hardcore as much as like spat was. I mean, I played in edge control for a little bit. Um, but yeah, pretty much like they were kind of like, I guess burnt out and they all moved. Uh, I know Tom Don lives in Richmond now. JD lives in the city. Um, and Harris lives in Arizona now. Mm -hmm. So like no one from trail lives in Syracuse anymore. Um, except, uh, Chris Smith, the drummer before Harry, he lives here, but he's, he, uh, he's playing carried by six now. Um, but for the most part, like that whole generation of people, like either don't live here, like they just don't live here anymore, uh, which is like fine. Um, uh, we, you know, I, I love all those guys. Like I love everyone in Syracuse. Like there's, you know, I'm, I always say I'm Switzerland, you know what I mean? Like for the most part, um, but yeah, like those guys, you know, they were, they're just, you know, getting to a point where they needed to take the next step in life and they did so. And, you know, just when something isn't, you know, doesn't have that much more like, uh, spark behind it, I guess it like fizzles out. Um, and with, with, uh, with trail, um, I always say that Syracuse, like our scene is picking up the crumbs because, um, not saying that like, Oh, it's, it's so-and-so's fault that the scene died or whatever. But like, really like when they left, when they were active, there really wasn't that much going on in Syracuse. Like they would play every now and then, but for the most part there, the scene that we have now in Syracuse, which is this very like, tight knit community and like people support each other. And there's like actual, like a community vibe to it. That didn't real, that was like not happening in Syracuse around the time that trail was going on. I, and I, I really don't know why I think it's just because, you know, the young generation, which was like me spat, um, and like Amy and whatnot, like we were, you know, we were all going out of town for shows and stuff like that. And like, we weren't really, like spat and Amy booked a couple shows, but there really wasn't like a youthful push. And honestly, Lucas Reed is like the, I like you can like trace it to him. He is the spark that pretty much like made Syracuse hardcore rise from the ashes. You know what I mean? Like he was the one who was like so fed up with all the inactivity even, even on my part, like I could have done so much more spat could have done so much more. Like we all could have done so much more, but we, we, we really didn't. And like, honestly, like, you know, we didn't really know that we could do that. Now we do. And now we are, but like Lucas Reed was that youthful because he's a couple years younger than me. He was that push. He was like, he was booking shows. And then it slowly went from like booking like local shows at the teen center that he lives, that he lives near to like book bringing back new year's day like he brought back new year's day which people were like yeah it's never gonna happen again and everyone was like oh yeah i'll bring it back and it's like no you're not gonna bring it back lucas reed did lucas brought back new year's day mm -hmm. so like he is an integral part to like syracuse hardcore um in more ways than just booking but just the energy that he had um 
was was phenomenal. Like it, it really created that 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 spark that we needed and pushed us to do more just as a community. So um like I said, there's like no blame, but like when Trail was a band, like, you know, they were touring a lot and and you know, there was no the scene then is not the scene now and not saying like it's anyone's fault, but it's like, it just is what it was. You know what I mean? It's just the time and place. So I, I get like, I wish I had a more like, you know, crazier way of ex- explaining it, but it's just, you know, Syracuse was in a weird time, you know, at that point we had no venues besides spark and, you know, there wasn't any bands and now we have, a, we have bands, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. It's just, uh, it's just interesting, right? Cause there's kids today who just missed that, you know, trail yeah. of lies moment. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's just like, damn. And, and that's why I, I always just like tell people like, man, you just have to appreciate this shit while you can. Cause you never know when it's going to be over. And, you know, for a being as uh, big as they were and, it, you know, the, the kind of support that they had, you, you would have never guessed that they would have been, you know, the band to just disappear and granted, like they're still doing stuff, right? Like, you know, if you know about like behind the scenes, like, you know, some of the other things that they're involved with, they're not like, you know, dropouts, they're, they're still doing stuff like, you know, with music, which is cool. Um, yeah. But just like, you know, band wise. Yeah. Just- no trail from what Tom Dom has, like, I always, cause we're all in a group chat together. Mm-hmm. I always am like, yo, uh, just do one more show. Come on, come on, do one more show. And, I, I think it's one of those situations where it's like maybe someday they'll like do it again. But like they're like JD's a teacher now. Mm-hmm. So like he's busy. You know, sometimes he'll go to gigs in the city and whatnot. Um when we, we we visited him when we were uh when we stayed in New York City on on the Thrill standalone run. Um and like, yo, he seems great. Like he seems like he's doing great right now. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously like when you're you're doing great in your own like personal life then that means you know hardcore is kind of like taking a kind of a back seat because hardcore is the thing we do to get to the next step you know what i mean to like figure our shit out at least that's the way i look at it not to say that i will never drop out or not be involved but like obviously like priorities change and you know uh he's you know doing great and like tom dom's now doing fucking merch for wu-tang clan like Mm -hmm. with uh gold set and and whatnot so like they're they're very occupied in their own like their own endeavors now so like as much as i would love it love like to see trail again like i understand why like it's not on their priority list um because like either they're they're moving on to like you know the next step greater things you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i would love to see like them do bands again but it's harder when you're in that position to just be like yo let's start a band you know Mm -hmm. your schedule's probably jam-packed with like other shit but at least they're still you know they still like hardcore they're still their ear is still to the the world you know what i mean yeah but yeah. It's our, I, I guess it's, it's our turn. You know what I mean? It's our generation's turn to like do stuff now. So, and we're taking full advantage of that. So, and they're, they're very supportive of it. Like they, 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 they always tell us like when we're doing shit, like that they fuck with it and, you know, try to encourage us to do other things. And, uh, so they're, they're inadvertently still kind of like putting their two cents in, but yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's left in good hands. When I look at the spread of bands up in your area, uh, there there's some good bands, so it's not like a bunch of whack bands trying to keep this shit going. It's like you guys actually know what you're doing up there, so it, it's, it's something left in good hands. And shout out to Lucas for having the the drive to want to push everybody to be like, yo, like let's get off our asses and do this because you know a lot of people don't realize that they can probably do a lot more to contribute than they realize. So the fact right. that all of you like stepped up to to do bands and to you know book book the shows and keep all that stuff going, it's you know it, it's a great group effort on, on your guys's part because you could have yeah. easily just been like, man, why are there no shows and not done anything and let that shit just slowly fade away? But you guys kind of just you know brought it all back, which is definitely awesome to see. Exactly, yeah, uh, and it's nice to like be doing bands that are like getting reactions, like especially with Deal with God, which. Ooh, surprisingly, we haven't really talked about that much. We're getting there. Ease in our way. We're 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 our way in because obviously yeah. you know standalone mm-hmm. and you've seen standalone and thrill and whatnot. So we gotta like mm-hmm. like uh, diverge, but um, yeah, and, and just it's it's weird being in a place like I turned twenty five this year. I'm mm-hmm. in October. I'm twenty four, and uh, you know I, I now like the bands that I'm in are like starting to like really like get reactions um that i haven't seen before uh, in terms of like not i'm not saying just like live or whatever but like people talking about bands mm-hmm. um and like you know when people finally see the bands that i'm in they, they they're, they're very intrigued by them um which definitely is 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 you know a great feeling after like playing in so many bands and like putting so much like heart and soul into music, like getting, you know, the feedback back is, is amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. I trying to remember exactly what it was, but I, I was posting something to my Instagram story and I had my uh, like Spotify, like web player open. And I was listening to deal with God at that time. And I was like, all right, let me frame it in a way that if people like you know are looking for for clues for other shit right they're gonna right. see deal with god and i had some people reach out like oh like like that's fucking awesome that you're listening to that band and i was like oh, yeah yeah and i was like yeah i got this was like it was like a subtle way for me to kind of like be like hey like if anybody's curious to what i was listening to on my spotify web player it was like you know deal with god and uh, but, right you know i it, it was cool to, you know, to to put it out there and to have people reach out and be like, you know, stoked that I was listening to it. But also I was uh, you know, trying to you know put other people on because I only know about your band because of the people that I'm friends with from your area who, you know, rep your guys' merch and, uh, you know, repost your stuff on social media. So that, that's how I, I discovered uh, you know, Deal With God. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely dig the music, but appreciate it. Um, but for anybody and just myself, I'm curious as well, like, you know, how did that band form? So, um, deal with God forms kind of, uh, in a weird transitional period. Cause right before the pandemic hit, um, I was doing a band that only played two shows called last dance, which, um, I actually recorded all those songs and released them like when I was in edge control. So they were old songs that I was trying to finally do in a band for. And, uh, that kind of fizzled out. Cause I was just like, I don't feel comfortable like playing these old songs. Like I want to do something fresh. So I started like fiddling around and recording stuff in my basement that was heavier. Cause like I never sang for a heavy band before. 
Um, it was always fast, hardcore punk bands and whatnot. I mean, just the thrill and last dance. They, they were both like faster bands. Um, and Syracuse also didn't really have any heavy bands at that point. So I was like, okay, I want to try something new. And, uh, I recorded two songs that, that, that there are elements of the demo there, like riffs and words and whatnot, but they're two completely different songs mm-hmm. and they sound more like hate breed than they do like integrity, but still, um, and I was showing to my friends and they were like, Oh, this is really cool. And then I was like, you know, when the pandemic hit, I was like, I, I, I need to, I need to have something new and fresh for when shows come back or, or something, something that like something that that feels like the current iteration of who I am as a person. Um, view with God is very much like my fucking like psychotic brainchild um, aesthetically and like whole vibe, lyrical, you know, aura. Um, so, you know, I got Colin, I forced him to play bass even though he doesn't know how to play bass, he plays bass. Um, and we got my friend, Paul, uh, Paul and Colin played in Misgiver together. Um, which was a band out in like the Binghamton, uh, Binghamton Elmira area. Um, mm-hmm. but then Paul wanted to play drums. I wanted him to play guitar. He didn't know how to play drums. Oh, well, he did, but he never played drums before. So he's like, I want to play drums. I was like, okay, fine. We got our friends, my friend Sam, who's never played guitar in a band before, and he, he played guitar. And then we got Colin Flynn from uh, Fulton, uh, who plays in Standalone. Um, we got him to play guitar because he could like shred and do solos and stuff like that. So we're like, cool, you're in it. And then we kind of like jammed the demo and like, you know, wrote the demo and got everything done. And then we like once shows were officially like back and like we finally finalized everything, like we dropped it and we played that, um, sh- the sh- first show at salt space, which was year of the knife worn and wet specimens. But, um, wet specimens is from Albany. They're like a sick, like gothy DB band. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like the odd man out, which was sick. Uh, but it was an awesome show. And like, you know, people didn't really know what to expect, but people really liked the demo when we posted. And I was like, cool. Like people like this. Like I was really afraid people weren't going to like it. I was afraid that people were going to think it was too head ass and like, just like weird. Cause I have like at the end of the demo, I have like a three minute sample and it's just, you know, also like everything that was happening in Syracuse was relatively like faster, hard, like more straightforward hardcore. So I didn't know how people were going to react to like a Mashi band. Um, not saying that we don't have fast parts. Like I mainly want it to be like fast and heavy at the same time. Um, but I was, I was like really like worried that people weren't going to react well to a metallic band. Um, because the scene kind of changed, uh, post trail into a more like, you know, straightforward hardcore scene. Um, but like people loved it. We covered, uh, save us by stigmata. Um, we only did like the the intro uh, in the first chorus. Um, we did it before AOA did. First of all, wanted to clear that up. Even though those guys are awesome, though. We just played. Uh, they played um, 
the buried alive show the buried alive show and they were like the kindest human beings and they really thought we were sick so i was like sick yeah um so that's no dig i just love bringing that up but uh because like we did it and then like they literally did it like a week later we were like fuck like god damn it um but yeah so we covered that and like you know we just wanted to like do something that was different and the topics that i like talk about lyrically um and the references that i make are very like very not personal in the sense that they're like super emotional and like personal and like whatnot but they're 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 more on a like a more personal on a spiritual level and i don't mean spiritualizing like uh like religious or anything obviously like not because deal with god blah 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 but um definitely like playing more into like my interests of like darker like just not just darker hardcore but darker music in general i was always you know i was always a fan of uh, you know black denim jacket hardcore and and whatnot um so like you know stuff like cursed and and you know just like darker darker hardcore um but i also loved like what was going on just in general contemporary so it's like trying to like have like a more artistic approach towards like i guess metallic hardcore um just like overall um a lot more like occult imagery but not in like a cheesy like ooh spooky kind of way but like um using like not only like a cult but also like biblical references mm-hmm. and kind of like using them as an allegory for like actual real world scenarios that i like deal with um and just like interact with in the world pretty much um like good example like the song the last song thelema uh 93 until infinity which is obviously a uh souls of mischief references but also a alistair crowley uh thelema 93 uh which is the number for said you know religion like i get it was spiritual religious thing i don't know it's some occult shit Mm -hmm. um and that song is pretty much just like talk that's a lot of the demos like a weird allegory for the scene and kind of telling the people who doubted syracuse like our community of syracuse hardcore that like we're here like fuck you like you can't get rid of us like as annoying and as uh you know different we are like we're gonna be here for a long time so like deal with it um and just like the set like the second song the demo is also just like kind of like an uh it's half talking about you know apocalyptic like phrases and phrasing of words but it's mainly just an allegory for like how i feel about like the hardcore scene in general of like you know uh how things are changing in a way that like throughout the generations i see you know people kind of do things that don't seem very um sincere and 
how it's, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to word it in like, I'm trying to figure out like how to word it because like everything I write is kind of in my head and I've never been able to like really like express it, but pretty much like all, all, all the lyrics are either about like, you know, are just like allegories to real things in my life mm. or real views. But I try to do it in a way that's a little more, you know, esoteric and misanthropic and dark sounding. But um, I do, try not to like come across as I'm just like using cliche, dark, hardcore uh, motifs to like, and like creating a meaning out of it. Like it, it all means something, mm -hmm. like everything means something. Um, but yeah. When I listen to your band and I look at uh, you know your stuff online, I don't think it's cheesy because um, when I look oh, at stuff, no, no. But when I look at stuff like Blackcraft, that's when I like cringe. I'm like, oh my god, like how are people into oh, yeah. this? This is embarrassing. And they're like, you know, they're like down the street from where I'm at, and you know, they, you want to support your local businesses and stuff. When I see that, that's just it's just so corny. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe people are into this. Um, yeah, I try to. I try like the main thing with you with God is I try not to be. You know, because like people will think it's going to be like the yeah, anti-religious hail Satan kind of shit, mm -hmm. which I'm like, honestly, I just want to like, I kind of want to be the whole, you know, God's real, but like, I don't think he likes us kind of vibe that like integrity had where it was like very apocalyptic sounding where it mm -hmm. wasn't like, it wasn't like, yo, there's no God, but like God left the building and we have to deal with, like, we have to deal with life. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh. It, 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 it's it's especially when you're in a heavier band and and heavy music is currently like very in vogue and hardcore um it's really you know hard not to fall into this cycle of like you know I, i'm trying to like not do what everyone else is doing and not in like a uber pretentious like uh, subversive way where it's like purposely trying to like ooh yeah I play heavy music but I'm different mm -hmm. like it's not that it's like it, I, I just trying to be me and I'm trying to be in the band that I always wanted to be in because uh, you know when I was growing up in Rochester like Rochester was such a weird scene where like there was like a hardcore punk scene and then there was like a really like tough hardcore scene and you know there was the weirdo like screamo adjacent scene and i'm like kind of like i i was in every corner of that of those scenes uh -huh. so it was like a good example there's this band called death camp um that plays a huge influence on me which is funny because i'm friends with those guys and like they're they were kind of they didn't really see themselves that way but they could play with punk bands hardcore bands and metal bands and it would fit perfectly and that's kind of what i want to do with like deal with god is i want to be the the heavy band for the punk kids i want to be like you know the more uh obscure band like the more like artistic band for like people who are into heavier hardcore so that's why i try to make sure there's like enough like energy that like still has that like punk vibe and it doesn't go full blown like mosh metal, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But still metallic enough that like, you know, it has that edge that like I want in a hardcore band. Yeah, I, I think it's great that especially in your area, you're doing something different 
because everybody i think should play the, the kind of music that they want whether it's popular or not because uh you know you want to enjoy what you do right and also for your scene as well i, I feel like it, it's a, a great benefit to have variety because right. if if every you know if what's going on majority is the faster punk stuff i'm sure there's kids at that at those shows who want to hear heavier stuff and wish that they're that they could start a band or they wish that there was a band in your area then you know here comes a band like deal with god and they're like oh shit this is cool this is you know something different this is what i've been wanting and you know by proxy you could be inspiring you know the next wave of kids to do something different as well instead of just kind of and not like in a bad way but instead of following the trend to to, kind of show them like hey like uh even though this isn't the most popular thing like people are still like brave enough to do what they want and still be able to fit in and you know play shows and sound good yeah, I just, I never want someone to feel like they can't be themselves. And that's what I want, like, with Deal With God is, like, I'm putting a lot out there. And, like, I like I said, I was so nervous that people were going to think it was fucking corny. Like, especially, like, doing the whole two Vs as a W thing that Integrity did. <laughs> that feels like uh, a throwback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone yeah. In, like Paul, I think Paul was like, bro people are going to think we're a deathcore band. Like you can't be doing that. I'm like, nah, dude, trust me. Like I'm very happy to be in a band with a lot of people who like, you know, trust my like vision aesthetically mm-hmm. with the band. Um, and like, sometimes I can be very head ass about shit and very stubborn. And I'm really happy that I'm in a band with people who are like very patient with me and understand. Um, and I try my best to like, also like make it fair for everybody so i'm not like fucking dictator of the whole band and you know um but i'm really happy that like everyone in the band is very much enjoying what we're doing um and everyone not only in the scene but like whoever sees us likes us and fucks with us i mean we just we had two shows and we are like we restocked merch and within two shows we you know sold out merch locally like Mm -hmm. in rochester and in syracuse like the two shows and we want to play to different audiences too like i want to play with like hardcore bands punk bands metal bands and like obviously i don't want to do any like pro i i want to try to avoid doing like pro core stuff as much as possible like i don't want to be playing with like i don't know like body snatcher or whatever crap that shit is like it gets weird that's not my that's not my cup of tea i don't i don't yeah. like that stuff but no. i want to like i want to be able to like we played with sanguish superbog and we played with vomit for it but we've also played with you know like aoa and very live but then we'll also play you know a random sean rochester with taking meds who um is like a emo band uh, and we played like one of their record release shows. So it was like, we're down as long as it's like the mentality is like DIY punk and whatnot. Um, just cause like, I mean, and we, we might get thrown on like a pro core thing here or there. And like, I, I, I can't be so picky and I can't be that much of a jaded asshole because at the end of the day, I want people to listen to us. You know what I mean? And I want people to like, look at what we do and think, okay, this shit's cool. I want to do what they do and like just kind of like create a bigger community so i can't completely trash everything that's like on a more like professional level Mm -hmm. because that's a very backwards way of thinking but 
um if we can keep it as diy and as you know hardcore punk as humanly possible like that's that's what i uh, i personally care about um obviously i'm in a band with six people total we have three guitarists now so like everyone's got a different opinion so i have to respect the opinions of everyone else and like sometimes um take my personal you know uh philosophical beliefs of alternative music aside and like kind of like rationale it with everybody else but yeah mm. yeah no i i, I totally get it because uh, i'm think it's smart to be as open as you want to be with that band because you, you don't know who's going to be into your, your music until you get out there and, and play those shows and kind of you know leave it up to the people who hear your music decide so and i get it with, with the pro core stuff right when i'm here and, and you're talking about me the, the guy who does a podcast dealing with uh you know agents and i'm like well, how am I, i'm trying to do a podcast why am i dealing with a damn agent yeah. and uh it, it's weird um Which, so well, the thing about agents is they're a necessary evil like i can't completely trash like booking agents and touring mm -hmm. agents and there's some that are really great like yeah uh shout out fucking colin feeney he rocks he um he manages on death yeah mm -hmm. he, uh, he helped us out on getting on the rec release show and shit like he rocks and he gets it he's down he he he's sick um but then there are some that are just like really fucking head ass mm -hmm. and really just they take their job like so fucking seriously um luckily i haven't had to interact with that like all the other members of deal with god are more in touch with that world yeah so like I mean, we don't need it. Currently, we don't need like a like a touring manager or booking manager because like we're still a very new band. Um, but yeah, okay. um, I, I totally feel what you mean. <laughs> like, and I'm I'm curious about that uh, for people who are watching the video that you have this tattoo on your finger, and is that the same uh, symbol yeah. that's in the title of the track three on the demo? Yeah. So this is um, the Psychic Youth Cross. Um, it is, uh, a big influence on me is, uh, psychic TV, throbbing gristle, uh, Genesis P orange. Um, they were, for those who don't know, um, psychic TV, I'm more of a psychic TV fan than a throbbing gristle fan. Uh, I'll say that on record. Um, but, uh, the, te the temple of psychic youth was a kind of like, a I don't want to say a fake cult, but it was, um, a group started by Genesis P. Orridge, who passed away in 2020. Um, in the UK, they were pretty much throbbing gristle. If you know, they're like industrial noise, kind of er the earliest iteration of like, in like the, what we know today as like, you know, industrial noise music and whatnot. Um, and Psychic TV is like the more like avant-garde, like pop, the poppy popish rock band that uh genesis p orange started um just like they've always like like i said about like darker like occult stuff um it just all kind of ties in i'm a big fan of like you know current 93 and death and june and neo folk and stuff like that which some people might be a little sketched out by which i totally understand um but me personally in terms of art and 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 music and whatnot um i'm a big fan of like a lot of like occult kind of imagery and and uh, music mm -hmm. so uh th th that plays into like the lyrical content of deal with god 
So I it just as someone who's into like a lot of, you know, avant-garde and goth music and, and whatnot, like that's I back to the whole thing about deal with God being like the most current version of me. Like I want it to be like the most pure version of like what I represent and what I'm into. And I want to take that and put that into uh, the style of music that I play. You know what I mean? I want to be a hardcore band influenced by other things. So yeah, that's what the the cross on my finger is. Um, the, the psychic youth cross. Um, and hopefully I can get other people into like cooler shit through this. Cause like that was a big thing growing up is like looking at, what hardcore bands were into and what they fucked with and like you know like getting into different like seeing like hardcore dudes wear depeche mode shirts and shit like that got me more into that kind of stuff or you know i probably wouldn't have been so big into death metal if like hardcore dudes didn't rock obituary shirts and shit because i was always into like punk and stuff like that i never really touched metal until Mm -hmm. like high school like mid to late high school so like you know uh hopefully you know kids get into more like weird fucking music through deal with gods <laughs> or maybe they just want to punch each other in the head who knows now i'm, yeah. I'm always surprised like uh, uh obviously uh, i'm i would be surprised if i met a hardcore kid that didn't like like another new type of genre when it comes to music i was just at the from within records showcase uh, shout out from within records the best hardcore label in the world um in philly and i was wearing uh this like k-pop group this band twice i, I was wearing their long sleeve that i got when i went and saw them uh, a couple months ago and i was just uh, walking through the crowd and this dude kind of taps me on the shoulder and i was like yeah, kind of like who the hell's touching me uh, you know i'm walking through the crowd i was like i wasn't expecting it um and then he just like shows me his phone case and he has like a picture card of uh trey young on the back and i'm like oh shit, this is crazy so him and i started uh you know just talking about twice and that was like the last thing that i expected right it was like some random hardcore dude uh you know right. t- talking to me about twice but fast forward to now <laughs> um, we're friends on instagram uh he's flying out to, to la we're going to see twice uh you know uh together uh you know shout out uh you know uh to alexis we're, we're just uh you know friends going to see twice which i'm stoked about you know just by chance f- uh, because of me wearing that long sleeve and you know it was just like this chance encounter and now like you know i, I made a new friend which is cool right yeah and and that's the kind of tie back into deal with god is like everyone in the band is like completely like there everyone in deal with god is an individual in themselves mm-hmm. like um obviously me i'm like all over the place like i'm into bunch of random shit like um and like our our friend so slangly he's like the fucking like metal wizard like he's he, the last show we played he wore like a fucking trench coat and boots and like a like a like a irish sweater or something like that mm-hmm. and you know he's into like black metal and like trad metal thrash dungeon synth and whatnot like he plays his uh dean like he's like the fucking like weird metal kid you know what i mean and that's why we like we wanted him because it's just like he fucking fits the vibe and uh colin flynn um he's like the biggest crowbar fan on planet earth like the fact that like you know like he's he's like the fucking like brute when it comes to like like guitar playing because he's like he's into like the meaty shit um but he's like 
you know, he's got his like signature fit. And we always say like, this is the Colin Flynn fit. He's like wearing our Terry jacket, final declaration hat and his guitar <laughs> that has flames on it. Like, he's just like a very, like, like he's quiet, but like, he is like the fucking like riff machine. You know what I mean? Riff and, machine with like, his expensive like, drip. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Paul, he's like, you know, he's, he's the, he's always like the, like the fashion forward guy in the band. Like he always has something very interesting that he's wearing. I mean, like we're a very, like, <laughs> we're not, I don't want to like sound like 18 visions and be like, Oh yeah, we're the best dress band in hardcore, blah, blah, blah. But like, we're all just like, I don't know. We're always wearing something weird. Like it's not even purposeful. It's just like how we dress is just like, we're all very separate and different people. So we're all like, kind of like look every member looks different um but uh yeah paul is into like you know he's also into like k-pop and shit like that and and he's like a a big into video games and stuff so he's like rocking like k-pop shirts and stuff like that but then i had no idea also like really yeah yo he rocks um and he's like also into like games and shit like like ps2 games and shit so like he rocks you know He's just got a very like eclectic collection of stuff that he rocks. Um, and then he always has like really good sh- sneakers cause he's a, he's a bank teller. So he's very bored a lot. Um, so he's always, uh, you know, doing all the, the Nike, uh, the sneaker app. Yeah. Like mm. he's just like always like trying, like doing not bids. Like what do they, what do they do? Where they, um, not roulettes, uh, r- raffles raffles yeah, yeah he's always doing the nike raffles <laughs> but um and then yeah and then colin Mraz, like you know he he's he's definitely the more capital h hardcore person like he loves death metal and like you know hardcore and he's he's like the dude like he's always been like straightforward hardcore you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and then david the drummer my, he's like one of my oldest friends like he's in a like he's he he played in a death metal band when he lived in new mexico called voidgasm so he's like he actually kind of was like not really involved in hardcore for a while um uh and like now that he moved here he's like starting to kind of like come back into hardcore but he was always into like death metal and he's like big on like you know he like me into like post-punk and 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 uh like goth music and shit like that um and like you know smiths and whatnot so we're all we all have our own you know style and our own like i guess flavor that you we we add to it like colin and i colin Mraz and i are both big on like reggae and whatnot like he was buying like mad reggae records right as like the pandemic was like kind of like think like when things were slowly opening um, like you go to record store and whatnot, like he would spend like $200 on like reggae and, and soul records and stuff. And I was buying like soul records and R and B records. And like, we're both really into like, you know, funk, soul, R and B and reggae and shit. And then, you know, we all have our own shit, you know I mean? We all like our own shit. And that's like, I think why deal with God works is cause we're all, we're all not afraid to be ourselves. And I think right now, in hardcore there are a lot of people who are afraid to be themselves Mm -hmm. um and 
we just kind of want to like show people that like you can just be you like it doesn't fucking matter like yeah no i i always try to stress that because i've come across some people in my time where they're dying to be cool they're trying to rub elbows with like the quote-unquote popular people in the scene and i'm just like <laughs> why like I, i've never been desperate to be someone's friend right like the the relationships that i have the people that i've met along the way it's all just by chance you know like a follow on instagram like a, a conversation here and there and it just slowly built i've never chased somebody down to be like hey i i want this person to be my friend like i gotta go to this show to be seen i gotta you know go give them a hug or go like all their photo or any i've never done anything extra to try to get someone to be my friend it's just like if someone wants to be my friend and they they're gonna like me it's gonna be because of who i am i'm never gonna go out of my way to put on a show for anybody because it's just it's just sad i i, I wouldn't That's want true. someone to like me for uh you know for something that, that wasn't truly who i am right and right and I, 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 I just tell everybody, I'm just like, just, you know, I, I get, I get it can be hard. Right. And I, I always think maybe I was fortunate enough to have been bullied as a kid and they just happened to try to bully me on the one thing that I was never going to give up. Right. This, uh, girl bullied me in middle school for, uh, you know, she, she tried making fun of me and making me feel bad for liking, uh, anime and playing video games. And I'm like, right and i just had this realization i'm like dude if they're not gonna like me because i watch dragon ball z and i play twisted metal that's fine which are uh, both cool fucking things to do like, yeah yeah you don't like that fuck off yeah <laughs> I, I, it was just like those like you they could have bullied me about something else and maybe i, I would have given in back then right but they she just happened to choose those two things that i was never gonna let go and to this day i still watch anime i still play video games that shit you know has right. helped me and uh you know taught me a lot about life and you know in ways that i never you know would have ever thought um so just, yeah so yeah i just i think sometimes i just got lucky and other people probably didn't i don't know but it's just like i always just wish people could be comfortable in their own skin and yeah i, I get it. it it can be hard and maybe you're gonna you know find out that these people that you thought like you didn't like you but that's fine there's gonna be people out there that like you and gonna truly appreciate who you are you know for you and not for some weird bullshit and, and those are the people that are going to last in your life the longest like mm -hmm. i one thing that like i always like am thankful that like I don't know if my parents instilled it in me or if it's just like a thing that you're just born with, but like I was always myself. I never changed for other people. Like mm -hmm. my biggest pet peeve is when people are like act completely different around certain people. It's always been like, my, I always call it out every single time I see it. I'm like, this is, you're not being you like cut it out. Like I'm not a, in, in deal with God specifically, like, I don't like i don't give a flying fuck if people think we're like at this point in time i don't fucking care if people don't like us or think we're cheesy or whatever think we're lame or soft like cool like i haven't heard that before in everything else i've ever done um like especially like people used to like kind of judge what we were doing prior to like you know staying alone and deal with god because we were doing goofier stuff like i don't want to like kind of go through the whole timeline because i've done it a thousand times um kind of a quick plug if you want to hear the history of like what led up to this point uh my friends uh they play in a band called leaking head from rochester they have a podcast called kings of punk where uh i'm interviewed on if you want to hear the history of syracuse hardcore uh want to support those guys because those guys fucking rock and uh they're more in the punk world but they're, they're, they're they rock as people and i love what they're doing um but yeah so 
pretty much like I've always dealt with like people always, you know, placing judgment of like the kind of things that I'm into. I mean, like just being in hardcore in general when you're in high school, which like I, I think that might be the main thing that like why people are like angry at people who get into hardcore in their like mid to late twenties. <laughs> That's me. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I, I don't uh, get angry. I just think it's weird. Yeah. No, I, I was in a situation well, once I was in a situation once it's, it's it, like, I, I, cause I have a lot of friends. A lot of people go to sh- shows now, mm-hmm. um, that did get into hardcore in their twenties, like early to mid twenties. Um, and that's like, that, that's fine. Like I, you know, it, you get into hardcore when you get into it, you know what I mean? I, not, but but there are things that definitely like, you know, you aren't going to be as seasoned as like someone who got into hardcore when they're like fucking 13 mm-hmm. or punk or whatever. Like I, I didn't get like picked on. Thankfully I was at, I went to, I was very fortunate to go to a small private school that like really like kiboshed bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still got picked on and there was still like drama and like people were shitty, but like I wasn't bullied in the, in the sense like I was bullied outside of school mostly. Like if I was at like a summer camp or something like that, like I definitely like, you know, was preyed upon because of like my social skills at the time and like my interests and even getting picked on by people that had similar interests with me was like very weird. Um, so I always kind of grew up with like the complex that like, you know, everyone hates, hates me, blah, blah, blah. I'm weird. I'm different. Like, you know, but I kind of like turned that from being a sob story and especially later in my life, I was like, you know what? Like, that's not bad. Like if I am different, if I am, you know, like it's not that I'm not desirable. It's just like people are threatened by people who are confident in themselves and they kind it's kind of like a reflection of like, oh, fuck you, you feel comfortable in your own skin? Like, I'm going to try to make you not because I'm uncomfortable in my own skin. Yeah. Like, oh, you like video games a lot? Like, I used, I'm this, I was the same way. Like, it's funny, people who were also into video games used to, like, because I was a super nerd about video games in, like, elementary school and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, I got picked on by that, uh, about that. You know what I mean? Like, people, and obviously kids will always find a way to, like, one-up each other and whatnot. Um, but... You know, and especially being involved in like punk and hardcore, like you're go- you're always always going to be you're always going to feel like an outcast. But the beautiful thing about that is like I did have an al- like an alter like an alternative group of people I could run to um, if like school sucked and like everyone made me feel like shit. I knew that there was like a whole group of people that fucking loved me and like made me feel like a person made me feel like I was valid and like the things that I believed in and the things that like, especially being straight edge, which is funny because Rochester hardcore was not straight edge, but mm-hmm. you know, being the young straight edge kid, like, you know, having all like the old heads and like people who were older than me, like kind of like guide me through the scene and like, were very welcoming like it made the the week the weekdays of being like at school feeling like kind of like you didn't fit in like it it was like yin and yang it was night and day like Mm -hmm. 
it made it worth it. You know what I mean? Because I knew I had another community. And that's why I feel like I'm happier now um, than I have ever been in life because I know I have this world of like punk, hardcore, alternative music where like I have, I've met all the people I love from this. I met my girlfriend. I met my best friends. I met all my bandmates who are my best friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, bottom line, like hardcore fucking rules. And, uh, if you don't, if you don't, if it's somewhere down the line, you decide you don't like hardcore, that's your loss, man. Uh, cause I love it. And everyone involved is awesome (laughs) for the most part. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I it's like foreign to me. I I could never imagine waking up one day and like wanting to rip this like payback test press off my wall and be like, "Man, fuck hardcore. I'm over it. I'm going to go listen to other shit." It's like Yeah. I could I never I've definitely been in a place where I felt frustrated and like I felt like, "Man, maybe like I don't like hardcore anymore." But then I remember I'm like, "Yo, hardcore is such like a big world. Like there could be things I don't like about it and there mm-hmm. could be bands that I don't like, but like for every band I don't like, there's five that I fucking adore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, so like being like, oh, hardcore sucks now. Oh, hardcore sucks. Like, I hate everything. It's just like, there, there's like, there's so many subsets and there's so many different like avenues of hardcore or punk or whatever. Like, to say that you don't like it means that you're so unbelievably close-minded and like narrow-sighted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's so much out there yeah no I, I i totally get it there's um when i first moved to orange county i used to hang with uh this like you know uh, social circle and it, it was cool seeing them on the weekends before i moved to orange county right but when like we all kind of talked about yeah it'd be cool if you moved out we could you know like like you know see each other all the time and then you move out of here and you realize like holy fuck i don't like these people as much as i thought i i did right and I luckily I was, uh, you know, self-aware and realized that, OK, this is going to be an up, like an uphill battle. Right. And uh, I'm like 21, 22 in a new city and I'm going to have to remove myself from all the friends, quote unquote friends, like not really friends, but right. these, these the only people that I know and going to have to start fresh. And, um, and and it made it really awkward, too, because my roommate at the time, he thought I was crazy. He was just like, dude, you're just an asshole. Like, don't leave the group. Like, um, like I'm still going to hang out with them. I'm like, I don't care. You can hang out with them. I'm going to do my own thing. And having to remove myself and start fresh was so hard, but it was probably like the best thing that I ever did because fast forward to now they're like, you know, jaded hardcore people they're, they barely come out. They'll come out to like, you know, big shit, but they're not really supporting the scene. Now, you know, actively, uh, you know, when it doesn't matter, you know, like when it's not cool right. to, to, to do it. Um, so it, it, yeah, I, I could have easily just, you know, stuck with them and, uh, ended up jaded like them, but no, like luckily I was like, I love this too much to let it get polluted by, you know, shit people like them. And, um, I'm, I'm happy that I, I was willing to kind of brave that storm alone because fast forward to now, I'm just, uh, you know, way more involved and know a lot more like better people in exactly. hardcore. I was really fucked up for a while when like, you know, after high school, cause I graduated in 2016. Um, and like my, my core high school friend group kind of like fizzled out and like, um, it was hard moving to Syracuse, um, and like kind of assimilating cause like all my friends went to college and like, I, you know, I'm a college dropout, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, 
I was on and off going to community college the past few years, but like by 2020, I was like done. But um, it's crazy how life works. David, who drums and deal with God now, um, he was like my best friend, but we didn't go to the same school school together. We like he, but we lived in the same like you know town. Um, he moved to New Mexico, like, and you know, we always kept in touch. Like he was the guy, he was my, this is hardcore buddy. Mm-hmm. Like the one time I would see him is when we would both, like he would come down to visit or come to Rochester visit and we would go to this hardcore and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like he was my boy. Um, and it's just crazy how he moved back to Rochester. And now we're in a band together. I mean, we were in a band, a, a, a shitty pop punk band in ninth grade, but you know, it's crazy that he's in, you know, deal with God. And this is like the big, like, this is the one band that like has had the best reaction out of like a lot of the bands that I've, I've, I've done in the past. So it's like a kind of a beautiful thing that it's like, you know, and in Calamaraz I've known for years, like I've known him since I was like 16, obviously like we didn't become close till later in life. Cause he's obviously a lot older than me, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I knew him. And then like throughout the years, we got closer and closer and closer. Like, cause he's from Binghamton and he pretty much did everything in Binghamton. He helped with Binghamton style. He like ran, he co-ran Avenue DIY. Mm-hmm. He was pretty much the one person who's like making Binghamton hardcore exist in, in the way that it did in mm-hmm. from like 2016 to 2018 or whatever. Um, and like, it's weird. He moved up, he moved to Syracuse and like, he's in this band and like, he's, I've known him longer than I've known like spat. You know what I mean? I've known spat for a long ass time at this point. You know what I mean? It's, it's just crazy that like hardcore and like, is, is this, is, is this environment where so many people from different walks of life can like have, I have like, I'm confident that like, I have the, the friend group that I always wanted, um, growing up, especially being in a, like a, a small private school where you're graduating grade is like 43 kids. Like I always craved for like a, a, a solid friend group mm-hmm. and, um, you know, through the, a lot of growing pains and whatnot. Like I, I can confidently say that like this, this group of friends that I'm I, I've made um, like in Syracuse hardcore, which is pretty much like the people who are helping make this all happen. Lucas, Trent, Colin, like uh, spat, all of us are like, it, it, it's awesome to know that like, I have this group that I always wanted and it, it all came from fucking hardcore, you know what I mean? So mm. I owe hardcore pretty much everything for the most part. Like I've gotten many jobs through hardcore. I met many people through hardcore and not even just hardcore, just like music in general. Like I got this job at Raymore and Flanagan because, you know, I was on a shoot um, and I was wearing a Cure t-shirt and one of the guys was like, yo, I saw the Cure on the disintegration tour back in the eighties. And then, that soon ended up, Hey, do you want a job here? And you know, I owe every, I owe everything to like music and the culture of music. So, yeah, no, yeah. Music's awesome. I, uh, Fucking rocks. you know, if, if you told a young Jamie back in 2002 that he would be doing, uh, the amazing podcast, uh, arguably the best podcast, um, in our space, uh, I, 
probably wouldn't believe it myself, but here we are. And I've been able to connect with so many awesome people and build awesome friendships and give back to the scene. Right. Cause I can't play an instrument. I don't want to book shows. I, I booked one show, uh, April 25th, Monday night at program last straw, take it to heart Firestarter, and major wow. pain. Uh, uh, but after that I, I might be done. Um, actually there's something else in the work with, uh, a Pensacola band that I can maybe talk about later, but um, other than that, rock ass. I just want to say that uh, Grady rocks. He mm-hmm. let us stay at his folks' house when we played Connecticut, and he was like one of the kindest, most hospitable human beings ever. And Last Rock fucking kicks ass, so I'm really glad that they're still doing that. So mm-hmm. I just I, wanted to point that out there. I feel so lucky to have this opportunity to to do this with Last Rock, right? Because I, I and I always have to express, you know, and let people know that. Anxious is on a full U.S. tour with Boston Manor, Higher Power, yeah. Trash Boat, and they're doing this last round show on their day off, right? They could easily have chosen to relax or to drive to Cupertino, but they're so awesome. They're staying an extra day in Southern California to do this show. They're and, and and it's not even the band that they're touring on, right? It's their yeah. their their other band, their their hardcore band, you know, Connecticut Straight Edge, and. I am just so thankful that I have been able to, you know, build a, a relationship and have friends like everybody in anxious for them to, to trust me and to, to, to want to do this. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I love everyone in that band and I'm like, so, uh, you know, happy to be able to do this, uh, you know, their first show on the West coast. And I hope, right. um, a, you know, anyone in the area, you know, comes out like, like I say, go see Boston Manor uh anxious higher power trash boat it chained the night before and then monday night come out to program and enjoy some of the finest hardcore bands around and and this is like a whole like new wave good thing that kind of like you know you saved yourself because like you know most touring bands like have like a clause where they can't really do off dates Mm -hmm. so like good thing that you know it's last straw it's technically not anxious playing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean so because like some you know you know how big tours are they have like the the i forgot what it's called radius it's clause like yeah radius clause or whatever so but yeah yeah no anxious rocks they played syracuse they played syracuse twice i missed the first time that they played because mm-hmm. i think i'd work second time they played it they played at our front at uh lucas and colin's house because they all live together mm-hmm. and it was the one and only show they'll ever do there like one of the there's like a one of the floorboards kind of broke, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was packed. It was like over the summer of tw- like 2021 when like things finally opened, it was a beautiful day. Like it was super sunny and like, it just, that was like when I noticed, like that was like the moment I noticed that there actually is a community building again in Syracuse. Cause mm-hmm. it's just like, it reminded me of all the cool, there's this ven- a venue in uh, Rochester, New York called the vineyard. Um, which was a church, but it was the size of like a living room. It pretty much looked like a living room because I had couches and stuff. It was like in the front of this house. Um, it doesn't exist anymore because fucking neighbors and stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lot of like indie emo bands and screamo bands that would play there. And uh, it had this like very like homey community vibe. And like this show reminded me of those vineyard shows. And, uh, you know, everyone like all the dudes and anxious were like suit that was like the first time meeting them they were super nice super kind it just it was overall a really dope vibe mm-hmm. and it was just like our like it was just like a diy like house show you know what i mean in the middle of the day like it was like it was matinee pretty much so it was like yeah. it, it just was awesome that band rocks i love that band i could go on for days about how much i love anxious and 
how and, and here's the thing usually that stuff isn't really like my cup of tea like uh-huh. i love emo and stuff like that yeah. um but like you know as someone who's into like more darker aesthetic stuff like flowers and like you know like uh botany i guess you could say is like not really like uh, usually something that like i would like if i saw album art like that i want to gravitate towards it mm-hmm. but like just like that show specifically won me over because of the energy and like I mean, I love like, like 90s emo kind of stuff and like post hardcore kind of shit. So like, I love that stuff, but you know, newer bands don't really like captivate me mostly because they're just not on my radar. So like, and I've seen anxious before, but it wasn't, it was at like half heart slash uh, half hearts reunion Mm -hmm. and this is hardcore. And like, you can't really get that energy at like a big hardcore fest. Like being in that house was like, it would like exactly what I wanted to see exactly what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And like, just like the heat of like a bunch of bodies together in like a fucking like living room pretty much. And like, just the energy of that room was just so fucking perfect and beautiful. Like it, like they became my, one of my favorite, like, like I, I want to say emo bands right now. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Everyone support anxious. I cannot be more happy for them it's all well deserved they work hard the music they write is fucking awesome and they just do a lot of cool shit i i've seen them all over the country they they, they never disappoint they're always in good spirits so just support them on this tour with boston manor go stream little greenhouse buy all their merch support good fortune printing and yeah i, I just love anxious I, I i just love everyone in that band and i'm so happy to be able to see them and like about it's like a week and a half which i'm like you know stoked about so yeah uh, so yeah i i just yeah I, I just love that band great people yeah really awesome and, and that's that's the thing like when a band is like kind that like makes such a mark you know what i mean like and that's like what i try to that's what i try to like kind of tie in with like deal with god and you know whatnot mm-hmm. it's like i want to be a band that like yeah like we play like aggressive music and we're like very aggressive on like trying to be aggressive on stage and whatnot but like someone comes up to me like i still want to be like still want someone to feel good you know what i mean i don't want to be an asshole i don't want to fucking make someone mm. feel like shit so like yeah you know and sometimes tr- people take the tough guys st- the tough guy vibe too far and i'm like dude i've i've met people with like face tattoos that are like the most like kind human beings ever like it, it's so easy to be nice to someone you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, it's just so easy to be nice and, and even um, with them uh, lasting on them because like i said i could go on forever and i don't want to turn this into an anxious podcast but one thing i mean <laughs> we're a new band we don't got much to talk about <laughs> one thing i love about them is you know i seen them when they're on that first full us right uh with right. one step closer and from then to now with the you know great success that they've had right signing to a, a bigger label doing bigger shows they have not changed like i've i know people who are in less successful bands than them and that have switched up thought they became too cool but when right. when, I, when i talk to those kids um my friends they treat me the same wherever we're at and that's something that i can truly appreciate and something that i admire about them that they can you know uh, still just be themselves and you know, and that's just very important so that's one thing that i want to stress and that's why i ride for them so hard and i i, I just like i said i i can I, I just can't say enough good things about them and yeah um, altogether, like like kind of like to add upon that like 
I mean, Deal with God has not played outside of upstate New York yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really want to. Uh, we were supposed to do a run with Final Deck um, in May. I don't. It's not really happening anymore just because, you know, it, it, things kind of just fell apart. You know how it is. Yeah, um, yeah May is um, like a couple weeks away. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like caught up and, you know, fell apart. But, I mean, hopefully we can play like Wilkes-Barre soon or like I would love to play like New Jersey, Philly, a- anywhere on the East Coast, like um, Hudson Valley, you know, a- a- anywhere that – Connecticut, like anywhere nearby, like I would love to play. Um, but li- like I said, we're relatively a new band. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thankful enough to have like people in, who have been in other bands before. So like we actually have like some connections, um, but we still have to like win people over and still have, we still have to like, you know, get our name out there for the most part. Um, but locally, like, and that's an important thing. Like we try like, and it's not just like, because there's an ulterior motive, like, oh, we want everyone to fuck with us so we can be big. No, it's like, we want everyone to fuck with us because we want everyone, you know, we want everyone to to, to fuck with us. You know what I mean? We want to be the band for for our, our friends and our peers. Like, I want to go to every city and like treat everybody like they're Syracuse. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's awesome when I go to like Buffalo or Rochester and there's people like buying our merch and repping our shit. Like, it means a lot it's awesome to see because like this band is part of me like i'm sharing something with people and people enjoy it therefore they enjoy like who i am deep down you know what i mean and it's 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 a very like you know with that and like with every single one of our shows having a great reaction no matter where we play like whether it's albany rochester syracuse buffalo um we've always been getting good reactions. Um, I always worry, you know, like, and it might be a fucking stupid thing to worry about, but like, I really don't want it to get to my head. Um, but then I sit back and I realize like, I, I'm still me. I'm still the same person. And like the reason why I'm doing this, like if I was to do it to get, like, I didn't plan for this to, you know, I, I, I came in expecting people to think it was corny and stupid mm-hmm. and for us to, you know, just play for fun. Like that's, that's what hardcore is, is for fun at the end of the day. It's no one starts a hardcore band to get big. So I just remind myself, like, I'm not that kind of person who's going to let it get to my head because like, I remind myself, we're still a new band. We, we haven't even made it out of upstate New York. So, you know, like, I, I'm confident that I will still be the same person once, if we ever play outside of New York state or if we ever, you know, play outside the East coast or, you know, like I, I, cause at the end of the day, I want people to, I, I know in my heart that I want people to feel welcomed because when I was younger, that's what I wanted to feel by from bands and from the scene and whatnot. So, um, and I guess that's just like having a, 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 and interacting with, with bands now as someone who's now starting is older and being more involved in hardcore. Um, I was always like, so scared to like talk to members of bands. I feel, felt like everyone was an asshole. So I just like, you know, uh, 
because I always felt like I was just like the weird dorky kid. But then like actually interacting with people in bands now being involved um, in playing and now after the Buried Alive show being involved in the booking process um, because I helped out with that gig. um, I just realized everyone's just a person, you know, everyone's a dork. Everyone's Mm -hmm. weird. Like people who I thought probably were going to be like, super like egotistical where just like the like i was like oh you're a person like that's okay cool we can actually like interact you know what i mean like it's not there's no ego it's just we're all happy to be doing this you know what i mean we're all fortunate and thankful to be doing this um so it's 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 like sobering to like you know finally realize that like you know i have a place in this world and at the same time, like everyone else is feeling the same thing that I'm feeling. So it's like, it's just reinforcing what I love about hardcore is that it's a real genre full real people. hundred percent. And I, I'm just curious, uh, you know, with deal with God, you, you guys put out that promo at the end of, uh, 2021, uh, you know, two song promo, celestial roads, um, in most fight. And I, I'm just curious, uh, what was that a promo for? Are, are we going to be expecting a new EP? Is there a full length on the way? Well, we, um, we want to write as soon as humanly possible. Um, we're going to probably start writing very soon. Um, we just put that out just to have more music because we recorded those songs. Um, and it was originally supposed to be like in preparation for New Year's Day, which unfortunately fell apart. Mm. Um, just because shit Those happens, are, especially at that point. Yeah, like, it, wasn't didn't the, it was the Omnicron, right? Yeah. Honestly, what, what it was, it wasn't, it was still technically like Omicron related, but it was still not, it wasn't fully that. Um, basically what happened was like, you know, I, Terra dropped and then I think like two other bands dropped because they were exposed and then the P- guy who did the PA pulled out and we were trying to salvage the show. Um, mm. But Lucas already, you know, sent out the message that, you know, it's done, but didn't say, Hey, uh, don't post anything about it until I make an announcement. So right as I think um, regulate was like, like was sending him voice memos being like, yo, no, we still want to play. It doesn't matter. We don't care. We don't care if there's like no BA or whatever. We, we still want to play. We still want to play. Like we can do this. Um, death threat posted as this was going on. Death threat posted that it was canceled. So it was like everyone was like DMing every like all of us. Like oh, is it canceled? Is it canceled? It's just like mm-hmm. that weird was storm. Final. Yeah, yeah, that was the nail in the coffin. Because like we could have salvaged it, but like there was a bunch of people who weren't gonna come. Mm-hmm. um because like a bunch of our friends who weren't going to come because you know they were scared of you know covid and whatnot which like now we're at a, hopefully at a point where we kind of are past the fear i guess um as more people are getting vaccinated and you know as the the virus gets weaker and weaker um uh so it was just kind of a weird time and a weird situation uh and then what happened is a couple of people in the circle tested positive the next day. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, it would have been a mad super spreader if it happened. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we're definitely going to have another New Year's Day. Um, uh, Lucas is the one who usually handles all of that. I don't know if it's, I don't know what the details are, um, but we're, New Year's Day 2023 is 100% going to happen. Just this situation, it would have happened if things just didn't. Omicron didn't fucking rear its ugly head like this would have 100% happened. Um, and thankfully, that Buried Alive show was a very, very, very good, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't, I, I'm trying to think of the word, but uh, the Buried Alive show was good for Syracuse mm-hmm. um, just because, like, you know, it 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 it, it uh, still showed like, hey, even though New Year's Day didn't happen, like we still we're still kicking it, we're still killing it, like we're still working hard and making sure that like it's not gonna it's not gonna set us back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've been waiting for your set to drop because uh, you know um, my buddy Jeff, who does uh, Feet First Productions, was there and yeah. he's dropped the the Buried Alive set. I think he dropped the Age of Apocalypse set and the Sanction set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and the Dom set. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the Dom we're set. Next. We're next. Um, yeah. It was a bummer that Tsunami had to drop that gig. Um, yeah, man. It was also a blessing disguise because we were also like really like worried about breaking even. But we, yo, we went beyond breaking even. Like mm-hmm. that show like exceeded all of our expectations. That show was huge. Like That's awesome. in terms of like, a DIY hardcore show in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like, you don't know if it's going to be successful or not, because like, you know, we have to work twice as, like Syracuse and upstate New York in general has to work twice as hard as all these other scenes. No dig, no, no diss or anything, but like, you know, we, because of our location, like we're not a destination. You know what I mean? We, we, mm-hmm. no one wants to go to Syracuse. No one wants to go to Buffalo. No one wants to go to Rochester or Albany or Binghamton or whatever. Like, you know, people want to go to New York city cause you can do cool stuff in New York city. Not to say there isn't cool stuff to do in upstate New York, but people just don't think about it. You know, um, we're known for our mountains and lakes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not our like city infrastructure. <laughs> Buffalo at least has the bills and the sabers. We, you know, Syracuse, we got our, the university and that's really it. But, um, so we have to work twice as hard to like make people care. And so far so good. The way I look at it is like, if Buffalo does well, if Syracuse does well for any city does well, it's good for the collective for upstate. I think, you know, we're slowly getting to a point where upstate New York is starting to become more unified. Because, like, if all these cities are one to two hours away, like, there's no reason why we can't be fucking with each other. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was so segregated for a while. Uh, not purposefully, no beef or anything. It's just, like, you know, it was just separate. But now it's, like, we're starting to realize that, like, if all the cities are together, it's, like, upstate New York is is one conglomerate. You know what I mean? Because, um, like, Long Island, people, pe- like people are like two hours away to three hours away from each other train ride and they all still meet up in the same place. So if like, that's the case, then upstate New York has no excuses, you know? So it's like, that's, that's the beautiful thing about what's going on right now. It's like, we have people from Buffalo going to Syracuse, Syracuse going to Buffalo, 
Buffalo, uh, Syracuse going to Albany, Albany coming to us. We're all going down to Binghamton, Rochester. Like it's 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 in a it's in a good spot right now. Upstate New York in general. And some people will argue Buffalo's not upstate, Rochester's not upstate. It's, it's upstate. Western New York, Central New York. It's, it's up from the city. <laughs> what about um international? Uh, we got to get some Canadians to come to, to come over and support your guys' scene. Yo, the, pre-pandemic, there were people who came from Canada for like back when trail was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people from Canada that go to, to um, Buffalo, definitely. Uh, I think there were going to be some people from Canada coming to New Year's Day. Um, but I honestly, my frame of reference for Canada is like very slim. I know mill spec, wild side, obviously no warning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I would love to play Canada. Uh, I haven't been to Canada in years. Um, so, you know, and I, the last time I went to Canada was the, going to the Hockey Hall of Fame when I was like a kid. So, um, big fan of Canada if it's the same as I remember it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan of this band called Prowl that's from up there. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know anything from, about what's going on in Canada right now. So, yeah, Canada's. Yeah. Canada's cool. It's like obviously, like geographically, it's way different than the U.S. in terms of like their scenes because things are like super spread out. Yeah, but there's like you know cool stuff sprinkled throughout um, Canada, um, and the, you know some of those bands work hard to to come down to the states and you know try to make a name for themselves. So much respect to a lot of those can or those Canadian bands. But there's other bands that don't get that don't get out. You know, um, for whatever reason, there's like a band from western canada called trench who i'm like super high on they're like very different um but really good funny you say that there's a band from syracuse called trench but they were shoegaze band Mm -hmm. um so whenever i i I know of trench i haven't listened to them yet but whenever i hear it i'm like i think like when i see them on a bill i'm like oh that's weird why are they playing all the way out there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but then i'm like oh it's a different band but i'll have to check them out um I was really big on that band shit s dot h dot i dot t i um, was known yeah they were they were they were more of like the chain punk mm-hmm. uh scene um uh you you remember not dead yet fest yeah yeah i always wanted to go to that that was always like i every year i was like i want to go so bad i want to go so bad but eh, i was when it was in its like peak, I was like in high school and like there's no way my parents were gonna drive me to fucking Canada for that shit. But um it was like cool because it was like foundation would play, but then also like hoax, and then I think one day Lust for Youth played. So it was like very like mixed, but still like hardcore and punk oriented. Yeah, and I can't uh, you know talk about uh you know Canadian hardcore and not mention um my good friends in uh, Endgame. Uh, shout out to Endgame. I love Spencer. Shout out Scope Exposure, and then my friends in uh, Flashback. Super awesome band. That's a cool name. Yeah, and and they're different too. They they're doing their own thing, which I love. Um, super awesome band. So for anybody who's not familiar, go check out those Canadian hardcore bands. They're doing awesome stuff. Um, you know, in, in their own country, and obviously, like when when they come down to the states, uh, you know, support them as much as they can because it's uh, for anyone who knows, it's a lot harder for them to get into uh, America and tour versus like us getting up into Canada. To right. Tour. Um, yeah. Um, 
like I said, I would love to play Canada soon, sooner than later. Um, I have a passport. We just have one member that needs either an enhanced license or a passport, and we're good to go. Okay. I'll, but, yeah. I'll, I have a buddy who, uh, who who plays on Wild Side. Um, I'll, I'll see what he can do. Oh, yeah. I love that band. Uh, they played New Year's Day 2020, so uh, that was a lot. La- no, last time I saw them was um, FYA. Yeah. I forgot they played FYA. Well, that was the last time that I saw them. Long. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Well, Dylan, this is awesome. This is, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a great conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you were willing to work with my schedule. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I got stuck at the, the salon. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> is the, is the red new? Uh, you know, um, it's red right now, but it's going to fade to like a pink. Um, gotcha. but is that what you got done? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this it looks great. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. This is actually the debut. Nobody's seen this yet. So you got the exclusive. You got to see this before everybody else besides, um, uh, my, my buddy Lemus. Shout out Lemus. Um, go listen to Gunpowder and Serenity. Um, uh, he, he did my hair, a good friend, but, um, besides him, uh, you're the first person to see it. Uh, but, but thank you for the compliment. But, um, before we, get out of here is there anything else you would like to say before we sign off yeah um aside from you know the age-old negative approach quote why be something that you're not which is like kind of i guess if there's an overarching message for this entire episode it would be that um but i don't know just i'll give a couple shout outs obviously like Shout out like Ron and Evan and Donnie and Mark, final declaration. Um, we, sorry, it's a bummer that the run uh, kind of fell apart, but you know, I, I'm always, I always love gigging with those guys. Um, uh, I want to shout out Who Decides from Rochester. Um, it's Sky, it's members of Such Golds and Drews, which is another Rochester band doing like straightforward, fast, hardcore fucking kicks ass shout out to my boy skyler um rochester doesn't get that much love so i, I always have to like plug a rochester band obviously on death uh, i love alex that's my fucking boy i've known him for so long um and you know it's awesome seeing what they're doing in their world of death metal and i'm very fortunate to you know be involved in playing the uh, record release coming up which is the 23rd of April at the bug jar with internal bleeding, uh, mutilatred afterbirths and, uh, deal with God us. So really excited to play that. Um, I want to shout out wrong move from Albany, like being like the heaviest, like band out of Albany right now. Um, we just played their record or CD release show. Um, those guys are awesome. I want to shout out uh man my brain's not working right now <laughs> i want to like honestly i want to shout out um obviously binghamton hardcore um they just had their first show in like three years it's my boy peyton is picked up the torch and he's starting to book there they just booked that before oh, they just had a show death before honor you're the knife uh cruel hand and Broken Vow and Snub Nose just played there at this awesome spot called the Bundy Museum, uh, which I really hope to play there soon. Um, who else do I want to shout out? Uh, yeah, Buffalo Hardcore, you know, Smash and Grab, Violent Way, Exhibition, Final Deck, um, 
everyone has been very uh, hospitable and, you know, very fortunate to have like a good relationship with Buffalo, um, Rochester, Albany, uh, shout what specimens, mystery girl, uh, maniac, even though they're not really Albany, but Zach plays in them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just overall, everyone rocks. Hardcore is cool. Uh, thank you for having me on. This has been awesome. I know we don't really have much to talk about because deal with God's like relatively a new band. Um, but hopefully, uh, I can come on after we do more stuff and I can talk about that. Um, hopefully we'll be recording soon and writing new music. Standalone's got a new EP on the, uh, in the works. Um, yeah, overall, everything's cool right now. Life is fucking awesome. Uh, shout out targeted and Lorcan who is a long supporter of deal with God. Um, and you know, that whole crew blame God stabs, etc. Um, I, I really can't think of anything else right now. Uh, but yeah. All right. Well, Dylan, this was awesome. The door is always open. You're, you're welcome back on whenever you Appreciate want. It. Just let me know. Thank you for everybody who tuned in. Go listen to attitude. Go listen to forfeit. Oh yeah. Okay. Pay, pay your right. respects, yeah, yeah, yeah. pay your respects to you know, March <laughs> underrated. Um, shout out, man. I'm trying to think of a deep cut. I don't know, Eternal Youth, maybe. <laughs> uh, Power Eight, uh, The Promise. Uh, trying to think of like a real deep cut Syracuse. God Below, the last hardcore band to have three guitars. Um, every single time I mention that we have three guitars, God Below always gets mentioned. They fucking kick ass, and they always got the short end of the stick because they weren't a straight edge band out of Syracuse. So shout out God below. Um, yeah. Syracuse hardcore uh, rocks. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dylan. Thank you, everybody. And we'll be back soon.